Welcome to the Learning About Dogs podcast with Kay Lawrence. I'm Sue McGuire, a TACO graduate and producer of this chat fest. Kay and I are dedicating the bulk of season three to living a reward-centered life with our dogs. New technology is changing our understanding, which will influence what rewards we choose, explore the different and diverse ways we can deliver rewards to bring incitement, relaxation, curiosity, or confidence. All right, so the uh, reward skills uh, course that uh, you've posted and are starting to get some takers, and we encourage Mm. people to look at uh, learning about dogs and, and check it out because um I'll, I'll say it and i've been i've had access to it for a while and, and i keep going back to it and and looking at it so the merging of the sciences so rewards for everyone um and you always talk about how you want a reward centered life with your dogs so let's talk about a little bit of the sciences and you know i i can remember hearing that there's not necessarily a rewards receptor in the brain so therefore, it gets there through other pathways. So let's just talk in general about, you know, we have to talk about mm. science a bit. Well, yeah, and how and how is it going to be of any use to us? You know, because exactly. we're all taught, you know, the quadrants, reinforcers, and it just tends to go as this single word, reinforcement, bang, done, or not. Yep, so is reinforcement added or is it taken away? <laughs> so it tends to get lumped into this one, it is a thing as opposed to so much more than just a thing, you know, a reward, give the dog a reward, give the dog a treat. So then we start looking at stuff that's coming out of this neurophysiology or the neurosciences. The whole terminology tends to be a bit liquid when you try to read it. (laughs) You know, certain words you think, oh, I'm going to Google that and see what, oh, okay, no, that wasn't what I meant at all. So people tend to use different words I think depending on which cultures they're working within. Mm -hmm. So when people talk about science-based training, I'm not really sure exactly what they're talking about. Whether they're talking about something that has been proven with data, sure, maybe that's what I mean by having a scientific approach, or whether they're looking at the sciences plural or a specific science, you know, and I think it's a lot more than one field is involved in what we're doing as trainers. You know, we have to look at the physiology of dogs. We have to look at the genetics of dogs. We have to look at how they've been selected to have certain predispositions, which makes them susceptible to certain types of rewards and certain types of um, interests that other dogs don't have. So it comes around a full circle that some dogs are more trainable than others, but it's not because they're more trainable. It's because they're more susceptible to the type of rewards that we can give them. So, you know, I've seen working Basset hounds. Yes, we went to this training area and they had an entire field fenced off about the size of a football pitch that was just left to go to scrub. And I'll just quickly say they used to let some rabbits loose in there a couple of days beforehand. And then they would train these basset hounds to hunt for the rabbits in this enclosed area. Now, first of all, I didn't know you could train basset hounds that well. (laughs) You know, the hound training, 
Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't know whether that was actually training or just letting these dogs loose to do what these dogs do well. Now, if it had been a Border Collie or a Malinois, they'd gone, okay, it's rabbits, cool. So I don't care. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, they would not have found that environment particularly interesting because we have selected them probably be not rewarded by rabbit chasing. Border Collies? Yeah. Yeah, so mm, don't care. Maybe. Don't want rabbits for dinner anyway, so, you know, she'll feed me something else. Um, so we then start to look at the rewards being the centre of everything we're doing. So what makes certain activities rewarding for some people or some dogs and not for other people or dogs? So the paper that was, was brought to my attention was this Wolfram Schultz um, and his article, which is this readable one, neuronal rewards and decision-making signals from theories to data. Yeah, it's a good 150 pages, but it's it's certainly worth digging into in deep. I'll put and, a link to the actual paper in the podcast episode yeah, notes, yeah, by the way. Yeah. So rewards are not defined by their physical properties, but by the behavioral reactions they induce. So because there's not a physical property to say this reward stimulates this part of the brain, therefore that's going to give you pleasure. We can't say what a reward is. We can only say what a reward is by the effect it has on the animal. Well, that's not different from anything we've learned, if you like. Um, you know, a definition of reinforcer is going to make the behaviour more likely to repeat or maintain the behaviour. So that, in a way, is the same as a reward. It's It has an effect on the behaviour ergo it must be a reinforcer not that we know it's a reinforcer we can only say it's a reinforcer because of the effect it has on the behavior right um so rewards themselves this is from the wolfram Schultz paper do not have specific sensory receptors but are implemented in the brain in various neuronal reward circuits in combination with the behavioural theories, we can now begin to understand that brains work at getting us better rewards in the best possible way. Brains need to identify potential rewards and make us learn, select and approach through these specific neuronal reward circuits that process the crucial aspects of reward functions. <sighs> wow. So it's not just it's a reward it's an entire system that we have to look at it's not just well i gave the dog a, a biscuit i gave the dog a treat yeah but did the dog want the treat i don't know i didn't ask them okay well if they didn't want the treat it wasn't a treat well yes well, it was because it. i wanted to reward them but the, <sighs> but the dog ate it so therefore it must have been yeah, wanted. because it just could have eaten it because it's a habit yeah. so then we have to look at um you know, the, the, the standard for the neurosciences now is any stimulus, object, event, activity or situation that has the potential to make us approach and consume, I enjoy, is by definition a reward. And that doesn't mean eating. So, you know, I've just said before, I can consume music, pleasure in music. Don't have to eat it to define it as a reward. Mm. Okay. So then we need to look in a bit more detail at how this you know the, the the functions of what we're actually looking at here so what are potential rewards what can we use as rewards and you know one of the activities in this course is to go through all the things that could be potential rewards 
And once you've hit the bottom of one piece of paper, you realise you're on the second, third and fourth. And then you realise there's combinations of all these different things, which we'll look at in a minute. So do we desire that reward at this moment? Because what might be a reward yesterday or an hour ago might not be a reward now. So a reward is very much of a moment. And then how much is the reward worth? So does it have value? And the value has to be calculated in how much effort would I need to put in and how can I combine that with what I've learned already to gain that reward? So how much value is it worth putting in? And then are we going to enjoy the pleasure of this consumption? And my big question is, was it as good as last time? Was it better or was it worse? And that is the difference between whether I will seek it again or whether I will just go a little bit passive and go, yeah, yeah, that's nice. So it's only when it's different from what I was expecting it to be that my brain will go into this extra work to find out why this wasn't different and why it was better. So at the moment, we're talking in strawberry season. Now, I know strawberries in California, not quite like what English people expect strawberries to be. What are you saying? <laughs> are yours I think better? they just taste like pink wood. You know, they're oh, just they, like... They taste like water. No, there's oof, not much. Yes, yeah, they yes. plump them up. Yeah. Yeah. So there's it's probably forced growth. Yep. Yeah. And then oh, there's yeah. growth that brings them to, oh, my God. You know, and I, I had one last week that was a, oh, my God. Mm. So I immediately go, now, where did I pick these up? Yep. And I went back again four days later to get some more. And mm -hmm. I checked. They came from the same farm. And yes. Oh, my goodness me. Pure take one out the fridge, eat it, and just stand there with pleasure. Yeah. But that probably only happens for about two to three weeks a year. You know, the rest of the year, I can enjoy strawberries, but not that <laughs> Wimbledon pleasure from perfectly grown strawberries, like your peaches. Yes. You know, what we put up with in peaches over here, you would be ashamed to call them peaches. <laughs> I wouldn't eat them out of season. Well, I think they ship them unripe as well because they're well, they probably do. harder. I, I don't know. There's probably a whole they lot of easily. Stuff. Yeah, they're hard to ship for sure. Yeah, you know. So having a perfectly ripe peach that was warm off a tree, entirely new experience for me. Yep. So, mm. so I would learn. I'd remember that. So that's what the point of rewards is to make me remember. That's what they should be like. That's what they can be like. And then, what do I need to learn to be able to achieve that pleasure again? And that's what we call learning. Mm. The difference between there's something I would like, which is our approach, and the consumption, the gap between those two is learning. And I so how did it occur? Yeah. Was it better than it was? Can I do the same again? Where did I get it from? What skills do I need to be able to do to be able to ensure that I get that level of reward again? I get a better reward and I can get it easy without putting much more effort into it. And that's what rewards are about their rewards are about making us learn how to get better and better and better at it and you look at any training session you know so i've got some food and the dog goes cool i'd like that okay so for this i'm going to ask you to do that let me show you how to do that okay says the dog i think i got that is this it not quite it's this okay i got that good i'm going to give you a treat now the dog has got to go i want more of that did i learn what i have to do to get that again. 
here it is i did wow mm. let's just try that again i got that again and i got that again cool mm. but how many repetitions have got to happen before the pleasure is assumed as opposed to put us into active learning yeah i don't know yeah that's oh. a cool yeah. that's that's a, yeah yeah so right how there. will I ca carry on eating strawberries because I'm expecting pleasure? Sure. Yeah. Will I go to the extra effort in the middle of June to go and get those strawberries? Yes, because they were yes. greater value to me. If you recall them, right? Well, yeah, because the, the effect was that strong that I'm not going to forget. Does okay. that make sense? You know, yeah. so yeah, learning's yeah. not about just doing something. It's about combining it with the information I've already got in my system and merging that information together. So if that was so good, I've got to be able to analyze why was that much better? Not yeah. just, oh, it's because it's the Friday. That's why strawberries are good. It's Friday. <laughs> you know, so this is where we get to this superstitious learning where we don't know how to work out why that was better, which is why you get all these superstitious good luck tokens that people got to take because they won when they were wearing those shoes or had oh, that in their pocket oh, don't start don't start smack talking baseball superstitions <laughs> <laughs> because we're unable to analyze why was the expected reward that we got from doing that so much better under those conditions yeah that's what our brains keep working on it wow yeah. so it's not just give the dog a treat no We've gone beyond that. It's not that's not good enough anymore. Oh. So speaking of rewards, they, they they're 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 complex. Mm. Mm. So where can rewards come from? So these five stimulus object events, activities, situations that have the potential to be a reward so a stimulate is something that can stimulate our senses so our senses would be touch sight sound taste smell how much we can try i mean we can get into the whole the whole of he's not writing this for dog trainers he's writing this yeah. for people and it applies across the board to mammals so if we see something that's beautiful do we know that dogs see things that give them pleasure? So, you know, looking at this, I, I like to work out what are these dogs rewards. So I go through each of these categories, you know, stimulus, object, events, la -dee -dee -dee, and have a think about what are the rewards for this dog? And what's my evidence, not just superstition, oh, he likes that. What's my evidence that he likes that? You know, and learning to look for evidence to me is the scientific approach to dog training, not just making an assumption. Oh, he loves having his lead on. No, no. He loves to go for a walk. Does he like having his lead on? Oh, that's a necessity to be able to go for a walk. So he gets excited because the lead predicts a reward yeah, of going for a walk, not because he likes the lead. Because no puppy goes, oh, yeah, that's a lead. OK, cool. They don't know what it means until it actually represents it. So having a look at, I mean, I was deadheading roses this morning and the smell was just heavenly. I love the smell of, you know, the oof. Yes. <gasps> Sit there for an hour looking at those. Would I want it all day long? Fun enough, no. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? So sometimes people have these um, 
air freshers, you know, the smell of rose. Yeah. yeah. Taking a smell for a while is good, but would I want to live with that smell all the time? Yeah. No. I mean, yeah. somebody had an air freshener in the house, and I'm going, God, it smells like drains in this house. <laughs> and it wasn't drains. The air freshener was green tea. Um. Now, when I was a child, because we all had tea that was made from tea leaves, not tea bags, it was tea leaves. You couldn't pour tea leaves down the drain in the kitchen sink because they'd bung it up. So tea leaves were always swilled down the drain outside. So to me, drains smell of tea leaves. So I'm thinking, why does this house smell like a drain? <laughs> to her, it was a pleasant smell. To me, it was drains. <laughs> That's a scientific approach. Yes, okay. but yeah. Yeah, I've certainly taken a whiff of some of these air fresheners and it's green tea and I've gone, ugh. So <laughs> what smell sent to the dog do we see them just put their heads up in the air and go, oh, that's roses. Yeah. You do see it. Yeah, yeah. We don't know what it is, but they'll just stand there and their eyes will half go shut and they tip up their nose to get as much of that in as possible. Not the down in the grounds, you know, that up in the air. Up in the air. Yes, it's beautiful. And yeah. it's not like it's stimulating them into hunting. Really, yeah. their eyes all relax, just a pleasure. They're just taking it in. Yeah. yeah. So if you could bottle that, give them a whiff of that for three seconds, and put the cat back on and say, okay, do it again, <laughs> then that uh, would be a reward we could use. Wow. Huh. If we could bottle it. If we could bottle it. Yeah. So then things like rewards come from objects. Objects have to be learned. You can't just say that the dog will enjoy this toy. And much of the stuff that is objects we buy for the dogs, they probably have an appeal to us and no appeal to the dogs at all. You know, remember 20, 30 years ago, they used to sell the most hard balls or that figure of eight rubber toy. Do you remember? Yep. yep. Oh, yeah, there's a dog toy. And I'm going, Why would a dog want to play with that? Because there's nothing about it that's of pleasure. It stinks of the rubber they make rubber. it of, you know, mm -hmm. which for a... Oof, oh, it's going to make their breath smell nice. Oh, I don't think so. Um, so sometimes these toys, and even Kongs, they give them pleasure. They give them have a lot of frustration as well. You know, so, oh, yeah, I love Kongs because I get food, but, oh, good God, my jaw aches after working on that for half an hour. You know, and does that have a, an effect on the dog that... It's possibly not that much pleasure. You know, when we look at some of these things that are supposed to manage the dog's behaviour and be rewarding for the dogs, they're often tainted with a bit of mm, yeah. human perception of what dogs enjoy. Oh, look how much fun he's having with that. So one of the things I object to is that rubber ball that looks like it's got dimples all the way around the edge. And when you bounce mm -hmm. it, you have no idea which way it's going to go. You then throw this for the dog and the dog leaps and twists and misses it and lands and crashes and slips. Oh, isn't that fun? I think that's fun for people to watch. I do not think that's rewarding for the dog whatsoever. Yeah. You know, so it's always this mix up then of, oh, yeah, well, the person's getting a lot of rewards out of watching the dog do this stuff. But I doubt the dog is or these food things that are just so hard for the dogs to get their food out of that it's just like how much is this food really worth it you know what's the value how much effort have i got to exert to get the food out of this 
So, you know, I mean, even watching, you know, puppies with bones, you know, the first time they look at it, they go, this is good, this is good. What do I do with it? They have to work out what to do with it. When people are, you know, putting their dogs on raw foods, you can often see a dog go, no, no, I'm not eating that. That's cold. I don't do stuff with that. Oh, yeah, dogs eat this. And they're like, really? No, I don't think so. I don't think so at all. <laughs> I just love these conversations you have in dog brains. <laughs> well, if you have, I mean, do you, Adam, are you allowed to give bones to your incoming dogs? Oh, at the shelter? No. No. Well, quite a lot of dogs don't know what to do with the bone. They know it's something cool because it smells good. But the best bit of the bone is a bit down the middle on the inside. Well, yeah. you've got to do a lot of work. If it's one of these postman's legs, you know, with the knobs at the top and the bottom, you've got to work damn hard to get to that bit in the middle. <laughs> and too much work on the postman's ends of the postman's legs, you're going to pay the price about six hours later when you try to yeah. pass it through. Excuse me, you call them postman's legs? Yeah. <laughs> um, basically, the female. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's a classic. <laughs> okay. We have beefy postman over here. <laughs> okay. Go classic on. Yes. dog bone. Yes. Oh, yeah. Classic. Yeah. But, you know, those knobs at the end. So the dogs, you know, you can see a puppy sitting down with this going, oh, yeah, yum, 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 yum. It smells good. And then you see them looking at everybody else going, what have you got then? Well, I've got one of these as well. What do we do with it? I don't know. Just keep going at it. And then they'll look at the parent dogs and go, okay. Yeah, and you can see the parent dogs, you know, they turn the bone up on the end yeah. and really get their back end of the jaw on the bits to break out the marrow that they want to get from the middle of it, which is the, the fattiest part of it, you know. Like this, Junior. Yes, yes. Let me demonstrate for you. Yeah, yeah you can see all the puppies go, okay, that looks like hard work. Mm. But again, they've got to evaluate there's going to be some pleasure in doing that chewing and biting, but at what point does the amount of work they've got to put in actually gives them pleasure so you know if you see a dog with a kong or a bone look at their faces are they getting pleasure from the chewing activity or is it just damn thing and i've certainly had a dog throw these toys hard around the place mm. hoping that something will spill out <laughs> <laughs> so yes objects that have been learned yes or yeah. they've associated with something that is a potential reward. And you put people in that category. Well, yeah, yeah. people are nothing more than objects. Potential yeah. rewards, aren't they? Yeah. I don't know. You, I mean, you could put all sorts of things in that category, but for my yeah. dogs, people are potential rewards because of what these people can do. Yeah. Yes. Yep. With their hands. We hope. Hopes. We hope. Stroke. That, that. Yep. <laughs> uh, so, um events you know that certain things happen over a certain time a specific time that can give them rewards um being groomed being groomed mm -hmm. is not always a reward for dog yep so we have to look at whether that is rewarding you can't assume it is because you enjoy it doesn't mean the dog will or there may be certain aspects of grooming that they do enjoy and other aspects that they don't so we could use the aspects they do like as rewards for the bit they don't really like yep. yeah yeah um activities and those are often very much activities that dogs have been designed to find rewarding of themselves which for some dogs is chewing no doubt about that chasing things mm -hmm. searching running you know some dogs are just naturally i want to run 
you know, like you enjoy your swimming. I've just got to run, 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 yeah. run, 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 run. Yeah, and other dogs, you know, are standing there watching the runner going, oh, yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> They're not born runners. They'll run when they need to, and it's worth the outcome. Situations, you know, being in a group of people, getting social approval, being near something of value. So, you know, most of my dogs like to be physically near me. Mm-hmm. Gets a bit crowded at times. Um, but some prefer to sit in the door where they can see me, but also see the garden. You know, mm-hmm. so what they enjoy out of all these objects, events, activities, yada, yada, yada. We need to look for evidence that they approach and they are getting pleasure. And I do think people are, that's an innate skill. They know when their dog is enjoying something. But sometimes this is masked by what media or advertising will tell us, your dog will enjoy this. Yes. And they go, oh, look, he's having fun. And no, he's not. You're just doing. (laughs) It's like these um, sort of like um, jinxes that, you know, these young men want to do. I wonder how much fun it's going to be if I jump off this on my skateboard and see how it goes. (laughs) You know, and they make videos of it. What's the point? Yeah. Yeah. You know, women of our age are looking at this going, that cannot possibly be fun. The risk yeah. of you hurting yourself is enormous, but they keep doing it. So for them, it must be a reward. <laughs> yes, yes. What is it? It's the gamble. It's the risk. That's their Yeah, reward. they don't like, yeah, the risk analysis is not even remotely part of that. No, yeah. but doing it is also then enjoyed by the other people watching. Yes, yeah. And nowadays, you know, getting it on video and getting lots of likes, actually, you have to think, now, this is not a genuine reward. This is like a fake reward. Yeah, so it, it's like a sort of um, a misaligned reward. It's a going off track, like being famous is a reward. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did okay. a television show a long time ago, went to the supermarket, and I can tell you, it was not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that every time I went down the aisle, something, oh, that's the dog lady of television. Hey, I've got the dog. And I go, oh, my God. Oh, God. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, good. Oh, yes, right. he does this, that, and the other, and that. Oh, right. And then you go down the aisle and meet him coming back the other way again. You go, oh, no. <laughs> just, just appalling. Just appalling. Oh. So, you know, what is sold as you should find pleasure in this? We've got to be careful is not pleasure. And, you know, watching a puppy slip and slide as it tries to walk across a shiny floor mm. may look amusing because it's been sold as pleasure. In actual fact, it's not. It's the worst thing that can be happening to this puppy. Do you remember the film Marley and Me? Oh, I hated the yeah. book. You know, and people would say to me, yeah, do you remember when he had the dog hanging out the window and he's driving along and I'm going, no. this is so bad because this is giving a completely the wrong impression. A, how you should own a dog. How could you be so stupid? And B, that it should be sold as entertainment. Mm-hmm. So... Oh. Just because the people might get pleasure from laughing at it does not make it a reward for the dog. And every time I see something like that, I say, what if it was a child? Mm-hmm. You know, there was another video of somebody throwing um, like a McDonald's burger at a golden retriever. So it was like 
two layers of bread and meat and other bits and pieces. And the dog opened his mouth, all done in slow motion, and it completely missed. And this lot hit it on their head and went, oh, ha, 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 ha. And, you know, this was being thousands of likes and shared everywhere. And I'm like, this is appalling. You know, A, the dog had not got enough space between the thrower to work out where to be to receive it. So when dogs, dogs don't kill things that come at their face. Hmm. They're good at chasing something or coming in at an angle to something where their brain can work out the speed the prey is moving at and where they need to be to intercept the prey. But they don't stand there, wait for prey to jump into their face. You know, this is a skill that some dogs cannot learn and some dogs just take time to learn how to find catching rewarding. It's not an innate skill. So I looked at this and I thought, what if this was a child, a six-year-old child, and everybody is going like, 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 because you're throwing food at the child and it misses and it hits them in the face instead. And once you put that perception up there, everyone's going, oh, yeah, no, it's not so good, is it? Yeah. So would it be funny to watch a six-year-old child in a pair of socks trying to walk across a slippery floor and slip sliding all over the place? Yeah. No. So why would it be funny to see a dog do it? Mm. You know, so mm. we're getting right off track a bit. Oh, we are. What are rewards? Okay. We need to look for genuine evidence that this dog approaches this. Oh, I've got a treat for you. Would you like it? And the dog's face lights up because they can smell it and you seem to enjoy it. So I trust you because what you enjoy, I enjoy, you know, that's worked off before. If you've got excited, my goodness, I've got a worming pill for you. Would you like it? If you say so. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll eat it. Yes. Okay. Just once, once a year. <laughs> yes, you know. um, but yes, they'll, they'll, you know, but you know, certain things you go, some dogs love and others don't. I mean, I often used to give the dogs um, when I had hens, I'd have far too many eggs, so I'd give the dogs each an egg. You can see some of them in the garden go, yeah, cool, take it off, crunch it, eat it, shell and all. Others, they're still there two hours later looking at this thing going, <laughs> everybody else is finding this fun and I really am not at all and I don't know what to do with it. So, <laughs> But I'm not going to let anybody else have it. You know, oh, so oh, they're gosh, still yeah. there two hours later looking at this egg and I often just have to go, break it. Oh, I didn't know you had to do that. So it needs experience. An egg has to be learned. It's definitely <laughs> yes, a learner. Yes. So, you know, going through all of these categories, it's a good exercise to work out. What does my dog really enjoy? What is my evidence that they enjoy that they approach it and they get pleasure from consuming it? Yeah. And I just, you know, like, I just keep thinking about what what it, uh, if people started with this if they started mm. with reward processes and less and less i was passing by a classroom the other day and somebody said you need to teach q mark blah blah and i'm going no flip that <laughs> yeah flip yeah. that Start well so often the reward is seen as um, a necessary evil to get what i want yes oh i've got to give it a reward because i'm a reward based trainer no, <laughs> you're training the dog to get what you want. Yes, that's not what the dog, the dog doesn't want to just do what you want to do. The dog wants the rewards. And learning is a, is a if you like, a, a link between what the dog finds worth working for 
Right. Whereas the people see the learning as the whole point of it. I get my dog to do this, that, and the other. That's cool. That's my reward because other people see you're a really cool trainer. <laughs> Just like, yeah, but and for the dog, it's all about the reward. And I would always say the rewards are the start, not yes. the oh yeah, here's a reward. And often, if you watch somebody train, and the reward delivery is not something that's done with any thought or pleasure. There's no investment or sincerity. It's just, yeah, okay, have it. there you go. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, or it's done so fast. There, 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 there. Yeah. That it's like, how can you get pleasure from this mechanical? Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Ugh, ugh, ugh. It's Missing a good exercise to go through, I mean, if you feel like torturing yourself. Uh, and could you imagine first? if you did that to peaches or strawberries? You cut them into little cubes and go. I'm not going to give eat, you one eat, of. No, eat, I'm not going to give you one of my peaches ever again. No. But to go through some YouTube videos and actually look at the reward process, just yeah. look at yeah. it and see yeah. how much pleasure is actually happening. Yeah, yeah. And you know, if if the dog's pleasure is the anticipation or the little bit of the chase they get, or mm -hmm. that they have a little bit of a game with you before they get the reward then oh, yeah. why would you deprive them of that by doing what I call this speed rewards? Bing, 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 bing. Or you know. this unpredictability. You can see dogs uh, in, in some videos going, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. Especially when it's this open hand, shut hand. Yeah. Yes, you can have it. No, you can't. No, no, don't snatch. Nicely. Try again. <sighs> it's a reward, yeah. but... Yes, you've done a lovely sit, but you can only have the reward, but if you do yeah. it nicely. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. So then it's tainted rewards. Exactly. Yeah, and is it worth doing again? Actually, you'll see it written on the dog's face. Sit, and the dog suddenly finds something over there much more interesting oh. to look at. Oh, but or he as they sit, they turn their head away. Oh, I'm so sad. No reward in that for the dog at all. No. No anticipation of reward, you know. And so I think it is really important to, I mean, y yes, science is understanding that rewards are polysensory, so to speak. Yeah, um, yeah. But really going through the process, is this, this dog think this smells good? Does this dog like this touch? Does this dog, you know, mm -hmm. oh gosh, it's, I think it's 1A, absolutely 1A. Yeah, yeah. We've got to do this. Yeah. And, you know, when you say I'm a science-based trainer or a reward-based trainer, I really would like some much clearer understanding of what you consider that means. Oh, well, I give dogs treats for doing it right. You know, it, that's that's just not good enough anymore. We need to be far more detailed that rewards are the centre of training. And exploring, you know, certainly in your world where people are taking on second-hand dogs, number one job. Let's spend six weeks finding out what the rewards are for this dog. Oh, yes. What is their oh, pleasure? Yes. Yeah. And also the downside, what is not their pleasure? Let them reveal themselves to you mm, mm, mm. slowly. Keeping and not them bag them up with, well, he's a type of dog, so yeah. that's what they'll find rewarding. Right. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Identify your dog's rewards. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's not, and, and, and I think it, it, it should be your homework. Absolutely should be your homework. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, in my little tiny training classes that I do, I just ask them to assess the food they're using. I'm not yeah. asking them to go deep dives into everything else. 
just take some time to actually assess if you're deciding to use food. <clears throat> then take some time, excuse me, to assess the value of that food. Right? And it's 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 different in different countries. You know, I'm afraid in the UK, hot dogs is valued food. No, <laughs> it's not. A, it's not a British thing. But the dog. It may be in Germany, but it ain't in 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 the UK. You know, so when you look in the, in America, when you look at the proportion of hot dogs on an aisle of meats. Oh my goodness me! I mean, how many different varieties? You'd probably spend twenty minutes trying to find the packet in this country of rewards of hot dogs. There's only, I don't know, one or two brands, and there's somewhere down the yeah, bottom. Yeah. So making an assumption it's a reward is a bit of a cultural thing, because people in that country find it rewarding. Interesting. Yeah. Whereas if you're maybe in Norway, it would be herrings. Yep. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so probably. It, it, <laughs> over here, it's strawberries. But I can tell you, if I give Merrick a strawberry, it comes straight back out again. It, she will not eat strawberries. She actually rolls on strawberries. <laughs> so, you know, what, but do we tend to transfer what we would like the dog to find rewarding and tend to see what we think they should find rewarding? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely and if you think that. about it, you know, when you meet somebody who, you meet somebody the first time, what you'll tend to talk about are the things that you may have in common that you find rewarding. You know, so you talk about a hobby that that person does or you talk about a place that they like or you talk about some particular activity or television program they enjoyed. And as the conversation goes to and fro, the conversation is about what you share as rewards. Wow. So, you know, that that when you talked about let the dog reveal themselves, that's what getting to know somebody is about. What do you find rewarding? Oh, I loved, oh God, I went to see so-and-so at the cinema the other week and it was great or it was ugh, not worth it. Now I know more about what you like and what you don't like. Mm -hmm. But we don't give the dogs that credit to be able to work at identifying what they do find rewarding. Oh, he loves agility. Actually, I don't think he does. Yes, he does because you see how excited. And I'm going, actually, I think he's looking at the car. <laughs> <laughs> I think he might want to go home. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, so yeah, we, we've got to be careful about transferring and, and this sort of misconception about what is actually a reward. And keep track. But there again, you know, my father used to love going to aeroplane shows. Oh. So as kids, we used to sit on the bonnet of the car because you could lean back on the windscreen watching aeroplanes. Now, as a six year old, um yeah <laughs> no but i got to spend time with my father so do you want to go to the air show this weekend yes yes of course i do <laughs> so he used to think i loved airplanes yeah i like to spend time with you oh oh yeah. <laughs> cool so okay, yes so, so I'm, I'm going to go oh my dog actually likes me no they just like my <laughs> Well, you've got, to, you've got to be careful. Your dog loves yeah. you. Okay, what evidence have you got for that? <laughs> you might just have an extremely good way of scratching him behind the ear that he doesn't do for himself. So he'll there stay. Yeah. 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 You know, they're not exactly like cats where they can come and go and choose best food, you know, warmest cushions. Earn it. <laughs> but just the simple things like, does the dog like this dog bed? Mm. Yeah. You know, there's now a lot more research into how dogs choose to sleep 
So, you know, Merrick is an upside-down sleeper. She loves to sleep upside-down. So these beds where they're forced to curl up, for her, are just absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous, because she can't lie upside-down in the curl. Yeah, it just doesn't work. She likes to lie upside-down with her head bent at the wrong angle. But she certainly wouldn't fit in what is supposedly a comfortable bed. And another one of the dogs likes to sleep on the gravel. <laughs> you know, I'm like, really? Well, do you want to come in on a bed? No, no, I'm all right out here. He said, I'm fine on the gravel. Oh. So, cool. you know, comfort, I think, is very like rewards. What's comfortable for a person, one person, is not for another person. And that's not only physical, that can also be psychological as well. You know, like distances between people or what's comfortable for watching a certain type of behavior or not. Rewards. So complex. Dy- yeah, complex. Nothing simple about them at all. Yeah. And I like how you say they're dynamic and they're not fixed. No, no, Boy, no. And it's, you know, it's one of these things like, oh, have I got to learn more about this? Yeah, not going to be easy, but it'll be of value. <sighs> so much value. Rewards are polysensory and do not engage specialized reward receptors. The brain extracts the reward information from what we present. So it is imperative that we as trainers are aware of which sensory information might be in play. It's affirmation for those trainers who employ a wide variety of potential rewards. It is not just a treat. For more information and links to articles and courses about learning about dogs, be sure to look at our episode notes. Thanks for listening.